what can survive in space? Well, people can, if they have an excellent spacesuit. Spacesuits are, shall we say, kind of a needed item in the vacuum of space. Without one, you'll have to stay inside the spaceship or modular dwelling on the Moon or Mars. Currently, NASA has only several older spacesuits ready for use outside the spacecraft, like the International Space Station. NASA's Artemis mission to the Moon is planning to have new suits designed for both men and women. It has a quarter-billion-dollar budget for them. These new suits are much less bulky than the older ones and much more fashionable. But what other creatures besides people can live in space? Three named animals were sent into space, and they all came home safely. Does that qualify? Two dogs, Belka and Strelka, spent a day inside a Russian spacecraft in 1960 and became media stars upon their return. The USA launched a chimp named Ham on a 16-minute ride into space. Space starts 62 miles above the ocean level and only takes a rocket a few minutes to get there. Ham, who wore a spacesuit, performed all his button-pushing tasks admirably and is honored in the International Space Hall of Fame in Alamogordo, New Mexico. But tardigrades can actually live in space. Tardigrades, or water bears as they are often called, are brown and look like teeny tiny grizzly bears and are one of the most miniature animals with legs. They have eight of them. Most species of tardigrades have no eyes, but some do. It's possible to see water bears with a good magnifying glass, since they average about a half millimeter in size. Sprinkle a little water on moss, and they'll come out. They can walk about one body length per second and run at about two body lengths per second. Water bear eggs are easier to spot because they're bright white. The European Space Agency took water bears to the International Space Station and left them outside for 10 days. They survived. They still survive with no air, water, almost a perfect vacuum, harmful solar radiation, extreme cold, and heat. Well, that doesn't sound very fun, does it? In extreme conditions, water bears rely on their exoskeleton, or tun, to protect themselves. In laboratory tests, this exoskeleton could withstand immense pressure at over 87,000 pounds per square inch. That's quite a spacesuit they got. Water bears have even been frozen solid for 30 years. And when warmed up, the water bears revived and were still able to reproduce. As we search for life in space, as we explore Mars, these types of extreme life forms become essential to understand. If water bears can survive literally every environmental condition, can we conclude that life is everywhere in space? Extremophiles are life forms living in extreme conditions, such as other planets might have. Movile Cave in the country of Romania is one such place that could just well be on another planet. All life on Earth, on the surface of the Earth, is carbon-based. It means that carbon atoms act much like a universal Lego block, to which hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen atoms connect to form the molecules that the cells of living organisms are made of. But not in Movile Cave. Movile Cave was sealed off at least 2.5 million years ago. The water that percolates up through limestone rock has formed a lake in the cave, a mix of hydrogen sulfide, poisonous and corrosive, and ammonia. What could live in this toxic soup? Well, sulfur-based life forms. An entire ecological system without light or photosynthesis exists inside Movile Cave. The food chain is built on chemosynthesis, microorganisms eating sulfur-based chemicals. 33 species of sulfur-based creatures were found living in the hostile environment of Moville Cave. 
shrimp, scorpions, centipedes, snails, etc., etc. Moville Cave is an alien world deep underground full of sulfur-based life forms. If creatures like this exist in Moville Cave on Earth, what can we expect to find living in outer space? Bacteria! Bacteria can live in outer space, and fungi too. Bacteria form the base of the food chain, and bacteria have been proven to be able to live in outer space. In the 1980s, cosmonauts on the Mir space station complained that something was growing outside the station's windows and blocking their view of Earth. It turned out, upon inspection, to be bacteria and fungus, or fungi. The windows, made of quartz, were being damaged and weakened by what was growing on the surface. Fungi were also found to be eating copper on some of the cables. Mold was found growing in some places on the outside of Mir. The space station was under attack by microorganisms. Scientists took this very seriously and began to investigate. It seems that in a sterile environment such as space, bacteria come out of their hiding places when no other microorganisms are around. Cosmic radiation may even help them mutate and adapt to the space environment. The bacteria seem to be growing even faster in space than on Earth. Years later, the United States decided to run a bacterial experiment on the International Space Station. They coated rocks with various bacteria and put them outside the space station. Some bacteria did not survive the harsh conditions of space, but many did. One strain called OU-20 survived for over a year and a half outside the ISS. Japan also did a bacterial experiment on the International Space Station. Outside the Japanese Kibo module, Kibo's robotic arm placed three panels with the bacteria Dinococcus radiodurans, or D-radiodurans for short. It survived outside in space for three years. The lead scientists of the Japanese experiment calculated that the bacteria could live as long as eight years in space. That's long enough to make a journey to Mars and back four times. Now, this raises a couple of interesting questions. Could life have come to Earth from Mars in a space rock? And, more pointedly, could an infectious bacteria come to Earth in a space rock? Suddenly, what had only been considered in science fiction books and movies was now a subject of intense scientific scrutiny. And then came the Mars meteor. Antarctica is the best place to find meteors because it's covered by ice. The ice in the Allen Hills regions of Antarctica is locked in place by the configuration of the surrounding mountain. The ice here sublimes. That means the ice evaporates, never becoming liquid, but turning directly into vapor. As the ice in the Allen Hills region sublimes, it exposes all the meteors that have hit the ice over many hundreds or thousands of years. Meteor hunters literally drive around on snowmobiles and pick them up with tongs, never touching them to avoid contaminating them with human bacteria. They bag the meteors, number them, and record the location and any other pertinent facts about the meteor. That's how meteor ALH84001 was found, the Mars meteor. Since Earth gets hit by about 17 meteors every day, over thousands of years the numbers add up. Almost everywhere has been hit by a meteor at one time or another. 11 years apart, two houses on the same street in Weathersfield, Connecticut, had their roofs punctured by one-pound meteors. But only a rare few meteors ever come from Mars. 126 meteors have now been identified as coming from the red planet. ALH 84001 came from Mars. 
Scientists know this because the United States has landed on Mars and sampled Martian rocks and the Martian atmosphere composition. ALH 84001 contained the same gases as Mars' atmosphere and similar chemical composition as the rocks. But the meteor also contained something else – a fossilized life form. There has been much debate about whether or not the tiny object inside ALH 84001 is a fossilized bacterial life form, or rather a chemical deposit. But the studies aboard the International Space Station confirm that bacteria can live for a long duration in space. So it is entirely possible that some bacteria could make the journey to Earth from Mars in a meteor. The United States Mars Exploring Perseverance rover has recently found organic molecules inside Mars rocks. These organics are carbon and hydrogen. It won't be known if these organic molecules were produced by living organisms or merely by chemical reactions until the samples are returned to Earth sometime before 2030. The search for life on Mars is ongoing. But Mars is not the only place in the solar system that might have life. Jupiter's moon Europa is a good suspect, too. Entirely covered by miles of thick water ice, Europa may have an ocean of salty water beneath its icy crust. Ice acts as an insulation blanket. Combined with possible internal thermal processes in Europa's core means that Europa's ocean water could be warm. The Europa Clipper Express mission plans to confirm conditions for life on Europa. Loaded with nine pieces of observational equipment, the Europa Clipper will attempt to observe just about everything possibly going on by orbiting above Europa including the chemical composition of the mysterious reddish-colored material that has ejected onto the surface ice from the ocean below. What could this reddish material be? Could it be a specific chemical mix? Or could it be krill, shrimp, fish, life forms like in Moville Cave? Or the ancient remnants of a bright side narrator? Hmm, stay tuned. <laughs>